The following episode was recorded unedited, unscripted, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Madam Adam, and welcome to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. It is a good week to be back, my friends. I don't know about you guys, but if you were at the Monday Night Gathering this past week, um, a lot of tower energy was going down in the in the in the horoscope in the tarot scopes for the week ahead this week. There was a lot of tower energy, and I know for Pisces specifically, for my sign in particular, there was a lot of tower energy, and for me. It was quite mentally liberating. I figured out some shit. I kind of unburdened myself on some things mentally. And, and uh, it, it, you know, <laughs> I figured out a lot of stuff and, and things that I can do. You know, we're all very doubtful. I'm a human being. Shock. Um, but, you know, we all get doubtful of our abilities and things that we're good at. And, and obviously when you do any kind of healing or, 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 you know, something taboo for a living, whatever it is, um, healing or not, whether you do something that people consider to be taboo, you might question um, the validity of expanding on that or adding services to what you do. So I figured out over this week, I had a kind of epiphany tower moment about some shit that I can do. And, and it kind of really, really opened me up to that I've been limiting myself and I've needed to liberate myself and shit like that. So just a tidbit there about those tower readings that we got for the week ahead there. Um, on a lot of that energy, but, uh, uh, yeah, tower moments can be epiphanies, y'all. Like, like we, we know that, right? Like it's a, just a, a, it could be a way you've been thinking for a long period of time that gets shot in the face. And, and I was shown multiple times that I can fucking, I have an extra skill set that I'm not tapping and I'm like, oh, well, fuck, you know, so now I'm going to start tapping into it. Anyway, news on that more to come, but I hope your week was fab. I hope that you had, um, some you time. I'm needing to take a lot more of my own advice in that endeavor, but um, let's see what happened this week. Um, I got with some family. Very nice. We had a lot of family in town this week from New York and from all over the place, and uh, it was a rarity, and and they took the, t- the opportunity to kind of celebrate my birthday a little bit. Yes, my birthday is tomorrow, March 14th, this, this coming Monday, um, tomorrow for me recording this. Super excited. Plans, Adam. Do you have plans? Um, not in particular. Maybe dinner somewhere, but it is spring break out here in Orlando, and I don't like the crowd and would rather not. So probably not. Probably just ordering in video games, hanging out with Dustin, having a good day, doing whatever the fuck I feel like it. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to go live. I think we're going to go live on Monday the 14th. It's, it's my birthday. It's I'd like to donate to the Trevor Project. So if you guys want to hang out for that, it's going to be that kind of vibe. But, um... Let's see what else. Ooh, Drag Race. Uh, spoiler alert: What in the snatch game happened during Drag Race? I what the fuck? <laughs> That's like everybody's favorite episode. You look forward to every season. If you don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, I apologize. Just you know, skip forward a, a couple thirty seconds or something. But um, snatch game, you know, is normally the big thing that you look forward to if you watch. And and there was a lot of disappointment. There wasn't one thing that I was like, oh, that's memorable. Like some of the flops were memorable, like Angeria's Tammy Brown. I was like, girl, what, what, what just happened? That was, could have been really easy. That could have been real, real easy. And it got me and Dustin talking to, talking about snatch game and what we might do um, if we were in a snatch game like situation. So if you're not familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, basically snatch game is an opportunity for the queens to impersonate a celebrity. And they do this kind of 
um, celebrity game show thing with it. And basically, as, if you've ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race or not, the whole goal of majority of the shit is to make Ru laugh, whether it's funny or not. If Ru's laughing, that's you. You win. That's all you really had to do. But but we were talking about like if what what character, what celebrities or whatever might we might we embody. And um, there were a few obvious ones for me. Personally, I was always kind of compared to a Jack McFarlane stereotypical gay kind of type, so that might be easy for me. Um, and I thought um, maybe Richard Simmons. I'm kind of the Richard Simmons of tarot out here. Um, the Richard Simmons of self-care. You know what I'm saying? Come on, ladies, let's unclench our jaws and fuck it up. You know, like it's all very, um, if Richard Simmons had a gay son. So, you know. Just fun things this week, mostly if you're not watching Drag Race. I hope that was mildly entertaining. But other than that, um, yeah, it's been a good week. Birthday's tomorrow. Looking forward to taking some time off for myself and taking some of my own fucking advice for once and relaxing. But I did post a fun question thing on my Instagram that is still popping right now. People are still putting in some answers. But or some responses to this, but I'd like to go over some of the some of the fun questions before we get to the nitty gritty meddling uh, Madam Adam tarot questions. I thought we might do some of these first. So let's see. Um, on Instagram here, I have what has been um, your favorite experience since you started reading tarot. I think Comic Cons. I think going to conventions, um, setting up my own booth at cons, and and meeting people in public. It's a very vulnerable thing. It's a very stage fright inducing kind of thing. Dustin's probably hates the before of con that I get very stressed out. I get physically like, you know, sick sometimes with my nerves and things like that. It, it's bad. I'm a Pisces. Leave me alone. But, um, but yeah, I think the convention thing, the going to the place and setting up a physical representation of my business at somewhere, having a little pop up of my shit. That's, I think that's my favorite thing since I started reading tarot as a, as a business. Yeah. I think that's been my favorite thing about it is, is going to conventions. Um, how often do you read your own cards as often as it occurs to me to do so as often as it, as often as my brain says, Hey, you should go flip a card or two, you know, and it tends to be almost daily before I read anybody else. I always have to make sure I get myself in fucking check. So that's one, but like, and I think that's a good rule of thumb for everyone. I posted something online on TikTok saying that if you don't read tarot, if you can't read your own tarot, you really shouldn't be reading for other people. And there were a lot of people that believe in this kind of mystical mumbo jumbo about tarot. And maybe that's something that they practice or, or whatever. They have a kind of different relationship with it than I do. But in every book that I've ever read about tarot, and there's been quite a few, um, not all of them, but I mean, but you know, quite a few fucking books and my own research and things like that on this art and a lot of humility and a lot of self-awareness about it that, you know, you need to apply it to you to be able to understand it and to apply it to other people. Like, how are you, why would I take advice from you if you can't, you know, receive your own? I'm self-aware enough on myself to know what I need, to know when I need to take my own advice, when I'm not taking my own advice, when I'm not... Uh, being self-aware when I'm denying my own truths. And, and that's about bias, right? Like people are like, I have a hard time reading myself. Well, yes, because we have an innate bias. But if you can look at yourself from multiple different directions, that bias gets realism and self-awareness. And then it makes you better at reading yourself. It just takes fucking time and practice. But don't sit there and tell me like, oh, I can't read for myself but I can read other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't sound mystical. It just sounds like you can give advice, but you can't fucking take it. And that, to me, sounds juvenile. That sounds 
like bullshit to, to, to me, you know what I'm saying? To me. So I read my own cards as often as it occurs to me to do so, but definitely before I read anybody else, I make sure that I check myself and make sure that I'm in a position to understand what my shit is before I, I go and give someone else something. I hope that makes sense. Um, let's see. So what advice would you give to someone who is discovering that they're a medium? Um, I would say to understand or try to wrap your head around the idea that you're just meant to try to understand things. You're not really meant to do anything with that if you don't want to, but you're just basically trying, you're basically just meant to be an ear. You know, once you make yourself known to spirit or to a certain method of, of uh, divination or, or mediumship or what have you, once you make that kind of aware to yourself and to the thing that you're communicating with, it's like, oh shit, I can see you. Oh shit, they can see me. And it kind of can get scary and can kind of get like intimidating that you're getting message from a weird place. Like these cards are starting to make sense to you and that can make, you know, the hair on the back of your neck stand up and give you goosebumps and shit like that and make you feel like, oh shit, what am I doing? What have I tapped into? Like nothing. It just, it's like, oh, I see you now. Like, and you can see me. And all you have to know is that sometimes spirit just wants to be heard. They just want to be seen and stuff like that. That's why over the live, someone was like, I'm moving into a new place and I think there's spirit here. Or there's ghosts here. Should I sage? And I'm like, no, that's fucking rude. They've been here before you. Like, why don't you, why don't you like, you know, tell them, hey, I live here now and you're ready to, whenever you're ready to go, you can, you can go. You know, and then if they have a problem with that or whatever, then you must have fear and anger in your heart or this must be something else going on. But um, there's nothing to be afraid of. Some people just want to be some essences of spirit or ghost or whatever. They just want to be seen and heard. So my advice for people discovering that they can kind of commune in any kind of way, any kind of mediumship is to just kind of protect yourself with truth and and make sure that you don't submit to any kind of um, communication that you don't want you know, make sure that you're not victim to this shit, that you, that you empower yourself with it instead. Um, but yeah, most shit just wants to be seen and heard. Like, oh, oh my God, you can see me. This is so cool. You know, you can be like, yeah, I can, but don't bother me, bitch. Thanks. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> How old were you when you began reading cards? I started when I was like 14 or 15, I think. I started in the typical pop culture fashion. You know what I mean? I was... I grew up Catholic and, and I'd seen like nuns fucking with playing cards and reading with them and stuff like that and little things. And, and, um, I just kind of figured out, you know, like there was something fucked up to me about a priest, me being a young kid and, and having to confess sins to a priest that I didn't really understand to be able to eat the body and quote unquote body and blood of this guy that supposed allegedly died, died for my sins. And I'm like, fuck, that's heavy. And I'm a kid, you know, like, and I'm supposed to give my first communion and confess some dark fucking secrets to this guy. And I'm like, okay, um, I think I lied to my mom and, and I might've cheated on a test once. And I'm like, I've never cheated on a test a day in my life. And I've lied to my mom. Yeah, sure. But like, not about anything deep, but I'm like having to create humility for the sake of some some religious jargon that I don't understand. So I was like, I think I have enough humility in myself to be able to like ask source directly. And that's why I started fucking with tarot because it made sense to me that like this tangible method of cards could be, you know, something of something that made sense, something that, you know, that's what tarot is, right? The idea that everything means something. So um, so yeah, I was like 14, 15 when I finally got a fucking deck and I was like, let me see what the craft and teen winch and shit is all about. Let me see what this is like all over the place. Let me see if this makes sense for me. And it, and it certainly did. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, how did you know you had a gift? What you do isn't a skill. 
It's a gift. That's an interesting question. I still am coming to terms with it, to be honest, to it being a quote-unquote gift. It's kind of like me when I used to swim competitively through all of middle school, high school, some of college, before I stopped. Um, I used to be a flautist in a lot of school choir and band and, and stuff like that, concert band, marching band, etc. And all of those things I would consider a gift too, but like, as you work on them, you don't view them that way as much. You view them as a skill that you hone. And although you might have an innate ability to do that thing, it doesn't feel that way. You know, it's like if you're a good singer, like you probably practice whether you train, you know, with a trainer or not. Like Barbara Streisand didn't have a vocal coach at first when she started. And and it just she just had this thing and she just could do it and everything. And eventually as she got a need to like think of it as a muscle I'm sure she got one or two or three or whatever vocal coaches throughout the years. Maybe not, whatever. But, like, the point is that um, I'm still processing that. How do you know you have a gift? What you do is a gift, not a skill. Yeah, I don't know. People tell me that I've changed their lives, and I still don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to process that because, to me, I'm just reading a book to you. I'm reading something to you. And if my method of putting it that way to you is resonant and infectious and and – you know, positive in that way, then I think that's great. But yeah, no, how did I, how did I know I had a gift? I didn't. I knew that I, I know I have a knack for knowing a lot about the shit I like. You know, I know a lot about Star Wars because I know I've, it's been something that I've watched since I was nine. Um, I know a lot about tarot because it's been something that I've invested time and energy into since I was 14 and 15. So same kind of thing. You know, the same kind of shit. So I, I'm, I'm still coming to terms with it being a gift and not something that I have to work super hard at and something that I need to consistently check up on and blah, blah, blah. And I think that comes with the taboo of it. You know, it comes with the taboo of the thing, that there's a lot of uncertainty around uh, what that is for, for me, what, what the, the, the taboo of reading tarot and it being a legitimate business, quote unquote, for, for society, I guess. Um, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Best practices for getting in touch with the universe. Wow. I would say some self-awareness and, um, you know, some self-awareness and some grounding and paying attention to, to signs, symbols, shit like that. I, I tell this story a lot to my clients. So, so forgive me if you guys have heard this before, but there was a time where I was, I live in Orlando, right? And there was a time where I was pumping gas and it's like a, a Walgreens was next door or something like that, a CVS or whatever. And, um, every Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, Target, every, every one of them has a little Disney knockoff gift shop inside. And I left my phone in the car while I was pumping gas and I had to do the grossest thing ever and like perceive the world around me and not be buried into my technological device. What the fuck? So, so I saw this family, this family of four leaving the Walgreens or whatever with their matching t-shirts. And I was like, ew, tourism, gross. Get, you know, I live here, like go the fuck home, like whatever. And I saw, um, I don't remember which numbers they were, but like I saw like the rep, rep, the repetitive angel number thing that people always talk about seeing repetitive numbers, which I associate to the major arcana and not specifically like an angel number kind of thing. And I don't remember which ones they were, but I remember thinking for a second, like, no, 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 like I left my phone in the car for a reason and I need to perceive something around me differently or better. 
And I remember looking back at that family and watching them so excited and so happy with their matching fucking Disney t-shirts. And I thought to myself, like, damn, these people come from all over the place. They probably saved up however much money. Those parents both probably work, or at least one of them does enough for them to come here. But there's four of them, and they're not little kids. They're like 10, 11, 12, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that gratitude, Adam. You get to fucking live here. You get to live really close to these parks, and whether or not I get to go to them as often as I'd like to, privilege. You know, and it was a moment of gratitude that I had to have in that space. And, and, and that's connecting with the universe. You know what I'm saying? That's connecting with the rhythm of things. Having self-awareness to know that you're not the only book on the shelf, right? I say this one a lot too. You're, you're the main character. Yes, we've all been taught this main character culture, this self-empowered, I'm a bad bitch, I'm powerful, capable, you know, my mantras, all those things, of course. But, but th there's also the element of being self-aware that, that you're not the only fucking book in the store, girl. And no one has to read you. No one has to go around your triggers. No one has to give a fuck about you. No one has to choose you. So make sure you choose yourself and focus on the shit that's inside your pages and your books so that you like the words and like the way it flows and like the, the cliffhangers and the new chapters. But too many people are going, nobody's reading my book. And they're like putting themselves on clearance and opting out and like choosing to not value themselves like that's on you honey that's just self-awareness self-awareness shouldn't be debilitating it should give you the strength and courage to color and create whatever fucking story you want for yourself and that's to me that's a great way to connect with the universe that's a great way to to consider magic to consider strength your own power no matter what the fuck your chart looks like you're in a position to use that as knowledge to guide you through your shit and understand yourself better. It's not predictive. It's not going to tell you what's what. It's this is who you are and a lot about you based on this language of astronomy, you know? So getting better in touch with the universe, self-awareness, zoom the fuck out, write your own story, and don't assume you're the only one in the fucking in the store. Um, let's see. How do you emulate, quote, don't come for me energy for all the haters in your workplace? Mm. How do you emulate don't come for me energy? That's very interesting. Um, you have to believe in that energy, I suppose. You have to mind your fucking business. You have to stay in your lane, my dear. You have to do what's best for you. The more you treat people how you want to be treated is really what that is. You have to treat yourself like you're a bad mamma jamma. Um, don't come for me, as in like, that sounds aggressive. And to me, I would treat that as simply like, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for this drama. So I would clock in, do my job and leave. I would answer questions with like, that doesn't really interest me. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would give a less, the least amount of energy possible to the people that are coming for you. I would just stay in my lane and mind my own business. I would very much stand in the back of the class and, you know, just do what I'm here for. So stay in your lane, I guess, is the best way to emulate don't come for me energy. You make sure that you're not something to come for. You do what's right by that. You don't puff up because then that, that listen, if you're going to manifest don't come for me energy, what you're manifesting is people coming for you and being tested with that. It's like when you manifest money, you manifest work for that money. If you're manifesting don't come for me energy, then that's dependent on whether or not people do come for you. Do you understand? So, so what you need to emulate is minding my own fucking business. And then there's no reason to come for you. Okay? Uh, this is fun. I love all these questions on Instagram. We'll get to tarot in a second, I promise. I hope you guys are enjoying this. 
Um, your readings have helped me out of a toxic, abusive marriage and are keeping me through, keeping me going through it all. I so appreciate you saying lovely things like that. I'm so happy I can help. Um, what is the talent you wish you had? Huh? That's an interesting question. What's a talent that I wish I had? Oh God, I wish I was nicer to myself, I guess. That's not a talent though. Does that really count? You mean like balancing plates or some shit? I don't know. Cause I mean, I consider myself to be pretty, I guess I'm pretty satisfied in the things that I'm talented at, like reading tarot. I'm a pretty decent singer. I, I'm acting, I was okay at, I guess. I, I always wanted to like, I, I tried to make everything too sexy and I apologize, Melissa. I know you're probably not listening to this at all. My good friend, Melissa, was our our, our our director and I was trying to make everything too sexy, I think. And she she always clocked me for my theater, my theater arms being like boy band arms. And I was trying to always like sexify everything like I was Justin fucking Timberlake or something. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, singing, I'm, I, I'm happy with how I sing. I'm happy with uh, how I read tarot. I know I can move a little bit. I can dance okay talent i i don't know i mean i guess i i wish i didn't get as nervous as i do i guess i i wouldn't be so riddled with self-doubt about my talents instead talents man i don't know i mean i'm glad that there's people that do shit that i don't do because then i don't have to do that thing you know i don't have to be the dancer on stage i don't i don't have to be the ventriloquist <laughs> i i don't have to be uh, the, the whale trainer. I, I, I don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? There's someone that does that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you do that because I get to experience it. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. I wish I had some fucking superpowers sometimes. I think that would be really cool. Like I, my favorite superpower I think I would want would be super strength. And, um, we can identify that or, or analyze that some other time as much as you want to, but a literal sense of super strength would be fun for me. That'd be a talent. I guess I wish that I have, cause then you could jump really high thereby potentially flying, um, you know, lift things, potentially run fast by way of your, you know, increased strength. Right. So there's a lot to that. I have no desire to be invisible, so to speak, because I know how to be alone in a crowd. Um, but super strength, I think that'd be something fun to fuck with, you know? I think flights would be a little limiting in terms of like what you can do with that, for me at least. So talents, I went superhero with it. I don't know. Anyway, let's see. Uh, we're going to do a couple more of these questions. Um, I answered that one. How long have I been reading tarot? Yep, yep, yep. Since I was like 14 or 15. Oh, here's a good one. Last one. Here's a great one. What is the main card that has to be right in a deck? Or it's a deal breaker for the whole deck. Like, which, if there's a card, I guess, in the deck for me that has to be, like, like, that's, oh, God, that doesn't look right. I don't like that. And it kind of kills the whole deck for me. Um... I, I don't think there is one, to be honest. And I know that sounds like a oh, typical Pisces answer, but like, I can't, there's not really one in particular, honestly. I look for the magician. I look for the, I look for the main four, um, the magician, uh, the fool, the magician, the high priestess, the empress and the emperor, the first five, I guess I look for them. Death, the tower, the world, and uh, like the queen of wands, the six of swords, um, the 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 eight of cups that one i look for specifically too the moving on shit i look for that um so i don't know i mean there's nothing in particular that says 
um, that it's a deal breaker for me. I guess it's it depends on it depends on how literal. If it's taking things a little too literal for me, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm down with this. I don't know if I like that or not. You know, some decks I haven't even opened. Some decks that I've given away for free because I'm like, I don't identify with this, so take it. Um, but I do sell some that I enjoy, and they're going to be on my website soon, madamadam.com, um, for for the future and for the fall and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I love that though. But there's nothing, nothing in particular. No one card in particular needs to be just so, or needs to have a, uh, needs to have the right energy for me in a deck. I like the the universal kind of difference of a lot of art in a lot of a lot of decks. So, but yeah, excellent questions, my friends. That was super fun. I'm probably gonna answer some more of those on my actual Instagram, like what my pronouns are and shit like that. For those of you that are asking, my pronouns are he they. Um, for people that are like, why is that? It's because I do identify as a cis, uh, as a cisgendered, uh, white gay man. Um, but I also, um, do identify as like non-binary and there are some times where I'm just kind of an enigma and Dustin, I know is also just this other enigma who happens to be another kind of vanilla white guy, you know, that happens to be gay. But, but outside of that, we do we don't feel specifically feminine or female in our lives, but that we do float somewhere in between, but definitely more towards the obvious he energy with how we look and stuff like that. So um, we're both men who like men, but like for the two of us, it and for me in particular, there is a lot of a, a binary kind of androgyny that's always been kind of my, my style and my credo and stuff like that. And it, and it makes me feel... Um, it makes me feel right to, to have a to finally have something to call that. So, uh, for those of you that are asking, there you go. All right, so let's move on to the fun tarot questions here. I've got a few. Uh, this might be a longer episode, so strap the fuck in, my friends. And thank you to those of you that have written in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com uh, to provide some topics and questions. I tried to mix them up between uh, ones that are pretty current and ones that are uh, from earlier, because I do get a lot of them. So I have some from February that I haven't hit yet that I hope these are still relevant to you if you're if you're listening. Um Speaking of listening, there's there are like 30 countries, according to my statistics here on the Anchor app, which is uh, where I make this podcast. Uh, there's like 30 countries that are listening to this. Like, that's fucking wild. Hello from all over the world I, or, or to all over the world. Hi, if you're listening um, from from somewhere wild to me, like Spain or 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 Ireland or the UK and shit like hi I'm some sissy little 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 Italian white gay boy over here in in America and Florida do my shit so so thanks for thanks for listening and for your love and support I I hope you share this shenaniganry far and wide I'm looking forward to maybe having some guests in the future as well. Um, totally open to the feedback that any of you want some, if anybody wants some specific topics brought up or some hard hitting things, what have you. Uh, modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com. My website as well, madamadam.com, where you can book private readings with me. I'm going to be having a new service very soon on my website. Look forward to that. I think it's going to go really well. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, all the events coming up for me, for example, MegaCon Orlando in May, as well as the Universal Energy Expo, 
um, in Covington, Kentucky in May as well. So check out my website for future events and things I'm going to be at, products that I endorse, my Madam Adam merchandise, Deck Daddy merchandise, um, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, unclench your jaw, um, hoodies, t-shirts, merch, etc., stickers, all the shit. So feel free to check that shit out. But for now, we are on to some tarot, and I've got the two decks that we've been fucking with the most in front of me here today. So I've got um, Midnight City Tarot, which is soon to be available on my website, and um, uh, the Shadowland Tarot, which is uh, that yellow spooky one that we debuted uh, last week and over the live as well. So I'm going to give us a good shuffle for some ASMR here. Feel free to take a deep breath with me, my friends. We're going to do them in threes as we do in the nose, out the mouth, over the live. So in the nose. Out the mouth. Another in the nose. Out the mouth. Last one in the nose. Out the mouth. A little podcast self-care moment. That was the first time. Took us six episodes to fucking do that. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Here we go. Our first question down here, metal this mess, please. Hi, Madam Adam. My mess of a life could use your meddling to help me get on the right track. I am friends with a guy and I am right fe- uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I am friends with a guy and I am having feelings beyond just friends. Red flags. Um, sometimes I feel like he feels the same way. I want to know, but I'm a fucking chicken and don't want to ruin what we have. Help. Thank you in advance for your meddling and advice. Well, I hope this is still relevant for you. This was like last month. But do you need to sack up, I guess? You know what? That's not a good phrase. Sack up. Testicles are very sensitive. Do you need to strengthen your pelvic floor and make some shit happen? Let's see, my dear. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Wow. So you have the lovers in your spot of logic. This is a thing. Your, your instincts are right here, but you're not treating yourself like someone that wants to be chosen. Your empress is inverted in your uh, spot of tangibility and earth over here. So emotionally, you're not trusting your instincts either because you're not making yourself choosable, it seems. You're maybe self-sabotaging. I hope before you listen to this, you didn't self-sabotage the situation. But you have an ace of cups down here. This should be a new emotional beginning for you, a new passionate thing. So if you're with this person now, I would say uh, lean into this shit, girl. Like, treat yourself well. Let somebody love you. Open up about love language a little bit and the kind of shit that you're looking looking for and how it changes. You know, everybody's love language changes on a daily basis. Maybe get a fucking whiteboard and tell them how you want to be loved that day. Send them a one-word text message or two-word text message that's like, quality time, send. You know, like, just, just what you need that day. Material giving, send. Touch my ass, send. Whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your fucking your method of, of love languages for that day. But your high priestess is inverted, the empress is inverted, so all of your feminine magic over here, your, your divine feminine energy is all out of fucking whack. You're being too authoritative. You're maybe ex demanding and expecting things out of someone, and that's just not fair. The lovers is about choice. It's Gemini energy. You have to make yourself choosable. You have to choose you in a way that someone else is inspired by that, and they choose you as well. You know, forward with love or back with fear. But you can't force somebody to choose you, right? 
So this should be a new thing, but the center of this is Knight of Coins energy. You need, you need to stay slow and steady in how you go about this. So you need to make sure that you're not overstepping, that you're treating yourself well. If you've already fucked this up in a negative way for yourself, then you need to back off a little bit and choose you. If you've gone forward with this since then, great. And just remember to let the people love you and give them some benefit of the doubt. Don't make new people pay for the sins of the past. Okay? I love that, though. That's a great question. I hope that helps. Okay, here we go. Another one. DJ fucking Madam Adam. Another one. Just want to say your shit works for me. Excellent. I'm so glad. That's in big caps, too. Um, thank you so much for what you put out into the world. I love when your videos pop up. I pause for a second, decide the thing I need a reading on, and then let you do your thing. You're so on point. Great job. Thank you, my love. This person is Sally. Um, I'd love a bit of a meddling because I don't know how to, how, uh, how to prefers in a career, business, content creation, or whatever I need to do to make the rent and also thrive. So you need like help with preference. Okay. I've had low level admin jobs mostly doing good work and helping people develop some good people skills, but never progress to a livable pay where I can love life and was just left with jobs impacting my mental health. I'm lucky enough now to have a friend helping me with the butt with uh, a bridging loan so I could quit my job, but my uh, get my health back and have uh, spoons for a job hunt. But I don't know what to do. Literally no clue. I am very open to any advice. So please meddle the fuck out of this. Thank you so much. You brought brighten my day, brighten my fucking day. All love Sally. Love that. Very nice. Well, I'm glad my shit all caps works for you. I'm so glad. Let's see what the career vibe is here for you. What's the preference of these things? You've had some, some a few different, different jazzes here, it seems. Um, content creation, whatever. Yeah. How do you get there, right? I understand. I understand. I really wasn't into social media until I kind of had to make it a, a method of advertising for myself, honestly. I was not, I didn't have Snapchat, didn't really post anything, but little, like when I felt cute, <laughs> you know, I might post a selfie or some shit, like nothing really crazy. Honestly, but then I was like, I guess I have to do this. The world's on TikTok and I have to be. So, you know, um, let's see. Mm, Knight of Swords energy. You're trying to leap over some fire here. We're trying to make swift decisions. You have a five of wands inverted. So you seem to be a little passionately indecisive here. Clearly, uh, your hierophant is inverted, though. This is not a time for soul search. This is not a time for you to be trying to stick to traditions and the methodology that you usually have to get rid of to get rid of things through things. You're not supposed to stick to your traditions here. You're supposed to kick out the gems, try something new. Your six of pent your six of uh, coins or pentacles is also inverted. So you need to be willing to receive some charity, which you've already done. That's lovely. Um, and then, yeah. Five of Swords energy is inverted also for your um, for your emotional spot. All of these are fucking inverted except for the Knight of Swords, which says, like, Nike, just fucking do it. Fucking do it. Pick something. It doesn't matter what it is at this point. At this point, it's like, what's your next excuse going to be? Well, I'm not sure. Well, what's your excuse going to be tomorrow? That you tried it and you don't believe in it? Like, what's the next thing? Like, let's not make this a personality. You're, you're passionately indecisive. The Hierophant's inverted. There's no need for you to humble yourself to the universe or to seek further advice. You've got the charity and there's literally nobody fucking fighting you. Five of Swords energy inverted in your emotional spot. You're looking for a fight because you want an excuse to not succeed. Because if you succeed, then you have no more excuses. So, yeah. 
Just fucking do a thing. Whatever's convenient, whatever's easy, start that first. Whatever's the thing you keep going back to, the thing you keep saying out loud, the thing right in front of your face, pick that up, start there. Whenever I'm overwhelmed at home and my ADD is kicked in and I've started like 16 different fucking cleaning projects around my house and I'm like, oh my God, get it together. What are you doing? I start with the thing right in front of my face and I finish that first. That's all you can do. Start where you're at. You know, start with what you got. But your hierophant's inverted. You're overhumbling yourself to this experience. Just because people have had to help you, that doesn't mean that you're not still a fucking powerhouse. Knight of Swords energy, honey. Move fucking forward. It's not a look before you leap vibe. It's a it's a learn as you go situation. So have some faith in that. Speak clearly. Swords are also about verbal manifestation. So make sure that you're saying shit that you mean. Speak shit into existence. Hear the negative things you say so that you can fix them into positives. Yes? Private readings are bookable on my website, madamadam.com. Anyway, okay, so, oh, God. All right, metal with my life. We're going to switch up the deck here as well. Uh, we're going to go to, that was, uh, we've been using Midnight City Tarot. We're going to go to the other one, Shadowland. Madam Adam, first, I love you so, so much, and I am obsessed with your videos, your energy and the vibe all around that you give me daily. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I have saved videos where I can watch them when I struggle to lift me up and I can't thank you enough for that and all that you do for all of us. Oh, well, thank you, my dear. I love what I do. That's why I do it. Um, long story short, I'm in recovery, three years clean from drugs. Congratulations, queen. Um, my boyfriend is in recovery as well. Stellar. We have four kids together and two of our kids have severe autism. Maintaining recovery kids, house, mental health, responsibilities. Needless to say, I'm very stressed. I would just like to see what I need to hear right now. Let me have it, baby. I need the honesty. Again, thank you so much for everything. Love you and I'll be fucking it up. Yes, you will. Can I take advice from you? <laughs> you seem to have it better together than I do. My goodness. Well, as a recovered addict myself, congratulations. Um, with someone that's also on that level of accountability is stellar. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, kiddos, you're a, you're a fucking champion. You're a superstar. Shadowlands, Harrow. Let's give this one another good shuffle here. This one's much thicker. I don't know if you can hear it in the, in the shuffle or not, but. It was a thud. Not as wispy as the last deck. Anyway, let's see, my dear. What do you need to hear right now? What can I, what can I give you in terms of peace of mind, I suppose? Okay, six of wands energy. You lead a passionate collective. Yet parents are often like God to their children. That makes a lot of sense. All right, well, it's, it's, it's mildly fucking obvious. I mean, honestly, you've got... A, uh, a Six of Wands collective here. There's the pressure and stress of you leading this collective, obviously. This collective is probably your family and not just that. You know, if there's a work if there's a work group, you probably lead them as well in some kind of ways. You probably leave a, a, you know, a friend group or whatever. The mom of the group, so to speak. I always feel like that's like mildly condescending. Um, Four of Swords energy is inverted for you, so you're having a hard time with some mental rest, but you need to kind of clock in and clock out of your situation. And I know as a parent, that's impossible if, super difficult if not impossible, especially when you have um, children on the spectrum or with any kind of um, differently abledness about them. Um, even kids that just are fucking difficult, even kids that are, you know, 
that are able, that are just a nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Some kids just have shitty personalities, right? Like, my nephew isn't always a saint. I love him, but, like, you know, he's the only one that gets a full fucking pass to be like, I hate you. And I'm like, all right, see you next week. But, um, but yeah, at some point, you still need to value yourself first. Although your children are probably a priority to you, your relationship is a priority to you. It's, it's very, very important that you hold up your end of the table, and that's about it, my dear. That's all you can do. So logically over here, something you need to know in a major way, major arcana for you, the world, straight up in your fucking logic spot, your thoughts, actions, vernacular, there is something that is over, an end and a new beginning that has closure for you. There's closure there somewhere, but you need to take it. Your empress is inverted in terms of your passion and your sense of uh, spirituality, so you're not giving enough fuck about you lately fix that. And your four of wands and your emotion spot, you're caring a lot about family and maybe you want to get married to your, to your boyfriend and you should, and consider what that might look like for you guys. Um, maybe that would help with some kind of emotional burden. You know, I understand it might be part of recovery that you're not there yet or whatever, but, um, especially if y'all have kids together and stuff like that, this might just be something that would help solidify an emotional strain. Um, or, or just a mental block of some things that you know it's us against the world. It's that best friend energy. I always kind of feel bad when people don't have a spouse that is like their best friend, you know? Like Dustin's my best friend in the world. And I really hope that that if you're out there and, and you feel a little distant from your significant other and you don't have that best friend energy back, that you try to get that back, you know? Like Dustin and I, when we feel disconnected specifically, some, there was this one day where I looked at my watch, I realized it was like 6 p.m. And I was like, fuck, Neither one of us has said we love you to each other. So I said, hey, babe. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I love you. I win. And he was like, what? I was like, I win. I told you first. It's like 6 p.m. and that's fucking terrible. And sure enough, the next day, it was like noon, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he went, ooh, ooh, babe. I'm like, what? He's like, I love you. I win. And I'm like, fuck you. And it became this like cute contest of like, who's going to show the other one more affection? Who's going to do it first? Who's going to surprise them first? And it became this weird contest like who's gonna win christmas who's gonna win valentine's day who's gonna win a birthday you know who does it better who shows the other one more love more thought you know and it became this cute little loving contest and stuff so so let that that four of wands energy, that nesting at home, you know what I'm saying? Maybe marriage is on the horizon and that's great, but it's mostly about nesting and you marrying your four corners properly, that four of wands, the earth, air, fire, water of you, that you're realistic about what you can accomplish and you're logical about how you feel, you know, that they don't have to feel the way you do. They don't have to agree. They don't have to have the same process of recovery as you do, but like, you know, you owe it to yourself to flip that fucking empress over. You're not giving enough fuck about you. You're not practicing what you preach. You're teaching people to treat you in a shitty way right now. That you're fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. So fine. Guess what? We're not going to worry about you then because you're fine. That's the fuck you said. That's what the fuck you said, right? Leave you alone. So we're going to leave you alone. So don't be surprised. Don't be mad when people don't check up on you. When people, and this is for anybody out there, anybody, I'm fine, don't worry about me, I'm fine, fine. Then we're not gonna worry about you because you're fine. You're not fine. Say so. You're not fine. That's all you gotta say, I'm not fine. And let that create conversation, let that create distance. You have to break the comfort zone, right? But for you, my love, specifically, hold up your end of the table. That's all you can do. You need to remember that you lead a collective, you lead a group of people here, family, friends, work, whatever. 
But there's an ending and a new beginning here with closure. And maybe that's this idea of marriage. Maybe you finally break the seal and have a conversation about it. Maybe you realize that it doesn't have to be complicated. Dustin and I got married at a fucking theme park in public. Real simple. We said, come, don't come. Go to the theme park, don't. Either way, we're buying everybody dinner at this time. That's our reception. Real simple. Had a blast. Best day ever. Anyway, I hope that helps. Take the fuck care of yourself, my dear. You have to teach your kids how you want to be treated and lessons about self-care and putting themselves first and doing hard shit, right? Don't let them be a little enabled fucks because you just, I don't want them to go through what I went through, so I'm gonna give them everything. Like, no, <laughs> you have to teach them how to exude responsibility and the things that you've learned. You know what I'm saying? Like, just in a sensitive and, and productive way. You know what I'm saying. Um, all right. Moving on, I told y'all this was going to be a longer episode. Um, hi, Madam Adam. First of all, I adore you. Finding you on the, t on, I was going to say the TikTok. That's me, not you. I said that, not you. Finding you on TikTok has literally changed my life. See, I'm still learning how to take shit like that. Thank you. Um, the podcast is a beautiful breath of positivity and the power of, uh, empower my days. I'm so glad. Thank you for, I hope you're listening right now and you enjoy this. Um, I'll get right to it, dear. In September, I lost my love, best friend, and partner of 18 years. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It was sudden and unexpected, and I have been completely unable to move on from my grief. I feel like I've lost who I am. I wonder if you and the cards can help me find my purpose and direction again. Where do I go from here? Thank you for being amazing and reminding me to keep breathing. Yes, honey. Keep fucking breathing. Well, it might sound cliche, but... I don't think you should move on from your grief. I think that it's something that has to be fluid and natural. And your reflection of grief is how the, the love you still hold for that person. Um, yeah. I think it needs to be there. I think it's just something that has to be fluid. Grief can't be measured, obviously. Hello. But uh, my most recent passing, obviously, was the loss of our dog. And... Not the same, clearly, but but it's still the saddest I've ever been in my life. And I didn't know I had that. I didn't know I had that kind of sob in front of a stranger. <laughs> I didn't know that I could cry like that in front of someone so uncontrollably and and without without shame, you know? So so grief is fucking grief. Um and and yeah, it's got to be fluid. But let's see. Let's see what we've got here. If there's any, some, some peace of mind I can provide. Whenever the memory comes up, you got to let it happen. You got to let it fill you. Let it be a thing. And they're always going to be with you. The grief is not something that you're going to be able to move on from, but I think you can make it something positive. You know, something that you can share and learn from and be more empathetic with for other people. All right. King of Cups energy is inverted. You're not in a position to be acting on your emotions right now. You're at a two of pentacles inverted. You're at an imbalance. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're not being super gratuitous for where you've been, my dear. You're not having a lot of gratitude for how far you've come. That this grief process has been faster than you expected. And maybe you're like pulling up the brakes because you don't want to move on. You don't want to be moved on because then this can't be your personality anymore. It can't be something that you can blame things on. It's, it's easier to stay in this state, you know? So you're at an imbalance, but, and I say this because you have the emperor down here at the bottom that you need to remember who the fuck you are, girl. And then page of cups energy, 
This isn't a logical thing. It's an emotional thing. You need to get logical that your feelings are valid, true for you, accurate. No one else's fucking problem now. Know your own triggers. No one has to, you know, go around the fact that your partner died. No one knows that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you you, you owe it to yourself to to feel that and to, and to be triggered by your triggers and, and to desensitize yourself to it. A little bit, and that's really what it is. It's just slowly building a callus over this wound. And then and then eventually, it's not so negative, and it's not something that you think about a lot. It's just this part of you, this thing that exists, this this chapter in your book, this, this part of your story that's true. It's just fucking true, honey. And that's the thing you need to go forward with. You need to reestablish your priorities and make one of those priorities not getting through it or moving on, but making it a positive thing for you, making it a constructive piece of your past, a constructive piece of you. Find a priority in doing that, and that should help make this easier. But you need some gratitude for where you've been and what where you're going, the fact that you've come a long fucking way. But remember who the fuck you are, please, and why this person loved you and, and what gave them such such choice, why they chose you. Let's not lose those things. Um, trusting your gut emotionally, following the whim there is is really, listen, if I lost Dustin, the first thing I would do is all the things that we wanted to do together. That'd be the first thing that I would do. I would, I would move out of my apartment and just go places and do things that we wanted to do together and attempt to like reconcile the fact that we couldn't you know, and make that my purpose, making him proud, kind of making that my purpose. And although that might be sad and maybe not healthy, but that's at least a direction of moving forward and like spending time making peace and knowing that he will be literally everywhere I go, you know, no matter where, where I go or what I choose to do, that he would still be there because I'm following our mission, our path together, you know, even though I'm on my own, that he still would hold a peace there. So I don't have a super, super a lot of experience with that, obviously, like I said, but my experience with grief is simply fluidity and you have to let it take the space that it's due. And, and like I said, if I were in the situation, I, I might use that to, to, to push forward and do things that we, that we dreamed of and see if I can make them realities for us and for the sake of healing, you know? So I hope that's something I'm terribly sorry for your loss, my friend, but thank you for your openness and sharing with me. All right, we got two more. See if I can knock these out really quick. I'm running out of time. Miss um, Empress, Madam Adam, I've been thinking about emailing you since I since first hearing that you were going to start a podcast after being pulled for weeks. Um, I decided to reach out. I love your TikToks and always do Madam Adam roulettes when I need a quick advice on the go. I love that. Some people do Madam Adam roulette where you go through my content and you find a video at random and see if it speaks to you. All right, let's see. This might be the last one. Long story short, a couple of years ago, I took a job offer and embarked on the beginning of my spiritual journey. At the time, not realizing I was about to change my entire life. I became really good friends with my coworkers and even fell very deeply for one of them. At the time, I was emotionally immature, very good self-aware. I wasn't able to express my feelings. I turned into numbing with drugs and alcohol. I decided to leave the job when I had the chance to see if that would help the emotions, and it didn't. Well, of course not. It might have been a trauma bond or my inner child screaming for someone to love them. I can't understand why those feelings were so deep. Years later, I'm still working through those emotions I had. As a Pisces moon, they come in huge waves and take me under. I know that my time to move on has probably been over for a long time. Maybe I just need spirit to tell my mind and heart that it was all in my head and one-sided. Love is a huge challenge, and I have yet to understand it. I want to believe that it was love since the emotions flow very deep. Loss isn't easy for me either, so to deal with the 
with both within the same dynamic has unraveled me emotionally and mentally. If this was the love first love experience, I'd like to magic pass love for the rest of my life. Shit fucking hurts. Even if you don't read this email on the podcast, I want you to know that you've saved me from ending my life. Oh my God. I've never had a con con content creator do that for me and I'm forever grateful to you with love, a friend. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. This is going to be probably the last one for this session or for this uh, recording since I'm, I think I'm running out of time here on my, on my limit. But um, oh my God, thank you for sharing so much with me and being so open. I'm glad that you enjoy my content and that it speaks to you in such a profound way. You're very self-aware, my friend. You're very, very, very self-aware. You have a lot of knowledge here about yourself and 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 your triggers and things like that. But I would like to dissect some of the words that you used here. Um, yeah, magic, you can't magic past love, honey. That's not how it works. Um, you said you want to understand. Um, working through these emotions, trauma bonds, um, love is a huge challenge and I have yet to understand it. It's not meant for you to fucking understand, friend. It's not meant for you to understand. It's meant for you to feel. It's meant for you to feel and experience so that you can try to find another way of writing sonnets and poems and songs about it, another way for you to, to share it with other people, another way of, of viewing love language that's different from other people. It's not meant for you to fucking understand. That's your problem. That's why they call the fool's journey foolish. You're on the fool's journey. That's why they call it that, because it's foolish to have self-awareness to people. Why would you want to know yourself? Why would you want to know the things that hold you back? Why would you want to know the things that keep you? Why? because it makes us more aware. It makes life make a little bit more sense so that we don't get hurt left and right consistently. And although it might be painful to have the knowledge, it might be painful to see the dark sides of ourselves. Your Pisces moon means that that's just your burden. Your emotions are your burden. It's your belief system. You believe so hard for people and things and everything about you, every experience you have, that Pisces moon goes, what does that mean for me? What does that mean? Should I question my whole belief system now? What does that mean? You know, so... The time to move on is definitely past. You've written this story out. You've manifested it this way. You've, you've made it much deeper than it needed to be. You've not given yourself benefit of the doubt over the self-awareness that you have. Um, maybe you need spirit to tell your mind and heart that it was all in your head. Yes, all in your head. Did you hear that? You typed that out. I'm reading what the fuck you said. Maybe I just need spirit to tell my mind and my heart that it was all in my head. Can you understand something, friends? Everyone out there, your mind and your heart are the same fucking thing. We know that, right? Your heart pumps blood through your fucking body. It doesn't serve the purpose of love. All of that is your brain. An African priestess taught me to praise my head, right? So that I understand that it's responsible for everything and maybe it'll be kinder to you and help you with better manifestation and things like that. So tell your brain, be kinder to your brain, say things out loud, get them out of your brain, get them out of your person, say them out loud, make them real for you, make them consistent. This is when you take the loss, you grieve it properly and you do the self work and you turn the work into habit that becomes lifestyle. This has to be a conscious choice for you, my friend. A conscious choice. This is absolutely the first love experience. You'd like to magic pass over it. You don't get that. I have three major loves in my life that shaped me and changed me and beat me up, 
abused me, literally, got me on drugs, literally, took me away from my family and friends, literally, and I let them, and I let them do this thing, and I forgot who the fuck I was. I was a fucking pushover. I was a doormat for love, and, like, that's what love means. No, I had to learn, and it's unfortunate that I had to go through those things, but I hope you can be, be inspired and know that I love myself now more than I ever have before, and in loving myself and choosing me, I found the love of my life, and I fucking married him. So this had to happen. But you don't get to free pass over love. That means that you're free passing over empathy, over, over love for passion projects, music, grandeur in, in art. You're passing over so much. Love is everything. Love is the opposite of the dark. Love is the, light. Love, love is the thing that lights the candle, honey. You need to find love for yourself. Choose yourself. And by that way, let other people be attracted to that magnetism and choose you. Trauma bonds, sure. Deal with that. Know. Know the truth of it. Know that your inner demon knows you better than you know yourself. But hang out with them. Get to know them. Sometimes mine's sitting on the couch and I'm like, fuck, God, Jesus Christ. Today? And they're like, yeah, today. And I'm like, well, then you know what? I'll set time aside for you. And you can have your filthy fucking way with me while I'm in a bath trying to self-care. I don't care. But I'm not going to let you have me now. And I pick time. Boundaries, protection, all you have to protect yourself is, is with truth. Know the truth. Things happened, and you're different now. Every day you're different. Every cell in your body is different every single fucking day. Every single day. The vessel changes. Your brain is the thing that stays the same, right? The thoughts. Be kinder to it. Your brain, your heart, your mind, your love, it's all the same fucking thing. Treat it a little better. All right? Give yourself some benefit of the doubt. Anywho, no cards needed for that one. Jesus, fuck. All right. So, a fabulous episode, my friends. At least I, at least I think so. <laughs> a lot longer, though. You forgive me. I hope you guys enjoy the long episode. But, uh, yeah, in honor of my birthday. We'll call it that. A birthday episode. But thank you guys so much for writing in for the fabulous questions over my Instagram. This one's been super fun for me. Monday Night Live, again, as always, this week. In honor of my birthday, though, we're doing the Trevor Project for donations. So please feel free to join me on that. Check out my, uh, my website, madamadam.com, for this podcast link, for um, private readings, cameos, events. My PayPal Venmo Cash App links are there. My Amazon wish list. If you're looking for shit I like, all that shit is there for you guys. So thank you so much for all your love and support, all of your openness with writing these out to me. I hope that we are resonant this week. I hope you guys hydrate your fucking selves, um, unclench your jaw, and as always, fuck it up. <laughs>